the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life your girl Allison Abenai here and I am here with the beautiful, the talented, the amazing ray of light that is Jolene. Oh, hi. hi, can you say Hello. hi to my listeners? How are you? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm so excited to have you here today. You. you have like no idea. Um, Cause when I, when I, um, choose or select guests I just have like an innate feeling it will come to me I feel like God just like okay it's this person it's this person and you know as you know we haven't interacted very much so the fact that I was called to ask you it just it just seemed right oh that's so sweet you felt the energy (laughs) yeah I did I felt the energy always go with your gut exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna jump into the first question who are you and what do you do who am I I am Jolene um what do I do I am a dance teacher I am a rainbow and unicorn enthusiast. Mm. I just feel like it's my life theme. Mm. And um, I'm a yogi lover. I am a mom to a wonderful little dog. (laughs) I have an amazing husband. We just got married in September. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's so stressful too, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> you know, I try to I try to keep my zen going mm-hmm. with the planning. You know, right. I had I had some tough moments, but Yeah. It's it's, it's overall it wasn't that bad. That's you know, I good. Say it, it flew by like everyone said it would. Yes. And, um, you know, <laughs> best day ever. I know. It was, it was amazing. I look back at pictures to to feel that feeling. Really, often. Oh, I do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. So, Thank you. jumping into the next question, how did we meet, and what was our first take on each other? So, um, I'll start first because <laughs> we both answered this question. Um, for me, I, I'm gonna mention two. Um, two instances obviously at the recital we work um for the same studio um in new york and um i would see you and i immediately got the um the feeling or or the notion that you were extremely like confident so really yes yes like i got kind of this air of immense confidence from you i was like oh, God, oh wow so many people say that and i have to tell you really like, deep down inside no. I mean, we're all a mess <laughs> listen listen all yeah. of us the most seriously the most i find like women that that get that 
feedback or that appear that way, they always say like, oh, that's not the case. But there's just an air about you. And I was like, wow, like she's really confident and self-assuring herself it's it's Aww. almost like a, a genesee quads in your walk it's in your um your speech and just you know your stance so yeah. that was my initial uh thought of you and then i guess a more intimate experience which wasn't really that much was at yeah. the the staff meeting and you were there and um i honestly felt i was like wow you know um, she's over this meeting. Uh, like I, did, I was like, okay, she, and you were asking good questions. Like, all right, what's the info? Like, I was yeah. like, she's over this meeting. And I, I just felt like, okay, this is a woman that has her, her life as scheduled yeah. and she needs to know what's happening. Yes. <laughs> we need to keep this moving because I have lunch. I eat at 12 and I need Give to it go. To me straight. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> so that was like my initial take, but I, I definitely um, experienced a light from you. Um, almost yeah. um, complete transparency, almost a little bit envious because of that, um, that um, air of confidence. I was like, oh wow, I wish I can you know, walk in a space like that, you know, it's a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, so that was my, um, that's my original initial thought of you before knowing you deeper, which we still have not been able to do, which I'm sure we will moving forward. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's funny. I, uh, you know, a powerhouse I teach on Monday nights. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know anyone. Yeah, I me too. Years ago, <laughs> I was like, who is this person? I don't know them because I only see, it's only Melissa and myself mm-hmm. on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. Even Joe years ago, I was like, I don't even know you. Really? <laughs> Joe's yeah, the other you know? owner, everybody. So it's two yes. owners. It's <laughs> Melissa and it's Joe. <laughs> Monday nights, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. me and Melissa, and, uh, and that's it, and then, but other teachers, I was just like, I don't even know this person, mm-hmm. you know, people have come and go, and I've right. been there for years, and I, that's know, true. Just, just miss them. That's true, you're, you're, um, you're a ride-or-die teacher over there, <laughs> you've been there for some time, yeah, um, I feel the same way, like, my Fridays, um, I just, I don't know. I wish there was a little bit more community opportunities there. Cause I love yes. that. I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, but I know it's also on them. It's hard to like get people together and right. get people to commit. But I mean, I feel like if it's just two people, it's just two people. Those people are yeah. going to just continue to bond. Yes. <laughs> but I, I wish there were, um, there were more, um, opportunities to connect. Cause I feel like, you know we're all like-minded people and we'd get along well and we'd like share experiences and develop friendships if we had that opportunity but yes exactly um, and I work a lot you know I work at a restaurant so um, I am busy during the weekend when when they are able to have functions you know like gatherings for recital or Mm -hmm. just to see new pieces or whatever you know I can't 
I don't get that opportunity to, yeah. to hang out, you know? Yeah. So it's tough. I know. But. I know. Hopefully, um, I don't know, like maybe like, you know, those random holiday weeks where we're not yeah. at the studios, those will probably be the best times to schedule something like that. Right. But yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on to the next question. Okay. So how was your UART's college experience? Oh my God. Amazing. I think about UART's every single day. Really? I'm still friends with my dance professors. Oh, wow. Um, just an incredible experience. I, I also say to myself, you know, like when I'm looking at UART's pictures or if I'm chatting with mm -hmm. a professor that I wish I could go back in time Aww. and take more advantage, uh, more advantage of, of just being there and mm -hmm. soaking everything in, you know, it was, uh, it was amazing. Aww. Really great experience. Highly recommend UART's to any, any dancer that wants to continue their schooling mm -hmm. and just open up to, uh, you know, a new world, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was great. Yeah. And the training, you felt like the training was really good. I know I hear yeah. so many great things about UARTS and I have a few former students that go there and are planning uh, on going there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, just, just even being in Philly, just being in that city mm. and being exposed to so many venues and so many, it's just so artsy. It, it was, is. uh, it, it was is. a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Did yeah, you fall in love school. with the city? Did you fall in love yeah. with Philly? Yeah, mm. I stayed, I lived in Philly for about 10 years. <gasps> really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I stayed after school. I apprenticed with, um, Philodanko. <gasps> you were with Philodanko? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just made, you know, a new family. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I, um, my students, we went there for, um, there's like a, a teen festival there and okay. um, our piece, um, the choreography was selected to be in it. We've actually been selected for the past three years. This year it was oh, canceled because of Rona. Yeah, so um, last year we were actually able to go to Philodango because okay. the... Um, the Airbnb we were staying at, the guy that owned it was on the board. Oh, okay. And it, you know, it was just it was weird how it worked out, and so he allowed us to meet the 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 creator, and we went to see the company perform. Well, their rehearsal. We went to yeah. their rehearsal, which they they never really do, and we were able to see like professionals at work, and yeah. we also um, they allowed us to rehearse there for our piece. Um, oh wow! You know, for free, free space. It was great. It was it was oh, great. Oh, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah, it was like such a good experience. But yeah, Philly is a vibe. Philly is definitely yeah, a vibe. It definitely is. <laughs> Okay, so uh, talk about the experience being a creative and having to deal with adulting. So you and I know about this life very well. <laughs> <laughs> being creative and having to adult. Mm -hmm, like bills and, you know, income um, that needs to be 
specifically the same in order to live a certain lifestyle yeah. you know like it can't I guess adult adulting would be like a steady paycheck, a steady salary, um, you know, not hustling and having multiple gigs. It would be like one focus. Um, And the opposite of, you know, trying to be a creative and and dabble in what you love, what your passion is and making that your work making that something yeah. that you, you're laboring for to get some income to provide right. for yourself so those two dynamics <laughs> well I you know being a performer and when I lived in Philly I mm-hmm. started I had a lot of friends that were dancers that worked in restaurants because mm-hmm. it's yeah. just that hustle for some reason yeah. it works well with the dancer life, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I started working at a restaurant and I was dancing and the money was easy. You know, it came quick. Mm. Um, I just, it's, it, I always considered being a server and being a dancer at the same time. I, when I serve, I feel like I am putting on a show, Like, like the restaurant dining room. I know this is, this is, the crazy now coming out. <laughs> no, I love it. I, Bring it on. Bring it I, on. I would tell my coworkers, you know, the dining room is my stage and I am going to perform every night. My uniform is my costume. I'm wow. going to glam with makeup and I'm just going to perform. And I love get that. paid for it, you know? So it was this like parallel being a performer and then mm-hmm. being at the restaurant. You know, I don't even know if this is making sense or not, but in my own head, it was at it the makes time. Complete and, sense. um, you know, I had people telling me, you know, when you get older, what are you going to do? You're going to work in a restaurant and you're going to dance at the same time. What kind of a life is that to live? And, mm. you know, it's those, those two things are not really jobs. And right. here I am mm-hmm. 39, you know, I'm currently not working because of what's going on today, mm-hmm. but it's what I've done for 15 years plus, give or take, you know, and it's, um, I still do it. It's just, I feel like they just go hand in hand. And Mm -hmm. I have always said, I don't really worry about money. I feel like I'm rich in happiness and, you know, I know, I know I'm supposed to pay bills, but I'm not really worried about it. I'm going to do an automatic payment. I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to make money by serving still dancing and I'm mm-hmm. happy. Everyone's happy. You know, I feel like I don't really have to work. It's just what I love to do, right. you know, and it, it comes easy and mm-hmm. it's just meeting people and talking to people, you know? Right. I so, love that. I love how you, you transformed, I guess the reality of what being a server is yeah. and turned it into the creative aspect of what is, the core of what you do, which is right. perform. Yeah. Wow. I feel like maybe in my own little bubble, mm-hmm. I just make it work. Yes, <laughs> you do. You have to. I, like, yeah. You have to. We have to figure out how this is going to work for us. If this is the lifestyle that we've chosen, that we want, we have to figure out how it's going to work for us. Right. And I love that idea. It's even yeah. inspiring, too, like, for people that may be in a rut about 
the fact that they're doing that opposed to being on stage constantly or not booking gigs. That is a form of performance as well. Yeah. You're getting an influx of people coming in and out just Mm -hmm. as you would if you were in a company and performing every night, you know? Wow. I love that, Joe. <laughs> That's good. That's a nugget. I love that. I'm gonna. I, I gotta get my my paper and stuff so I can write some of this stuff down. Because I that like funny. Just even like saying that out loud. I'm like, does that? Does this make sense? Is it, it like does. you know? Because I'm actually like saying it. I think this in my head. You mm-hmm. know, once you say it, it, it becomes more of a reality. Right. It's more real. No, but it sounds completely sane, logical, and yeah. and real. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. So that, that's a nice. These are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the unicorn brain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, tell us about Ivory. Ivory, mm-hmm. oh, she is just, she's my entire world. I oh. love her so much. I am, I have this healthy obsession with her. Oh. <laughs> healthy? <laughs> yes. I, for the longest time, was saying to William, my husband, you know, I would love a dog. I want a companion. When mm-hmm. you're at work during the day, mm-hmm. you know, because of dance and because of serving, we have the opposite schedule. He's right. nine to five. Mm-hmm. I have my mornings off and then I go into work mm-hmm. as he's coming home. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I was starting to feel sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. I had just moved to Nyack a few years ago, so I didn't really know yeah. anyone. You know, it was just hard. Um, I want a dog. I want a dog. I want a dog mm-hmm. so bad. You know, I was putting out all of these affirmations. And finally, um, after doing applications to... Um, to rescue a dog, we were okayed by the agency, oh. and she came from um, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Critter Calvary, I think the agency was called, and um, it's this man and woman, the uh, husband and wife, who travel during the weekends to deliver these rescue dogs to families like all over Aww. the U.S. Yeah, so they really dedicate their time to bringing these dogs out to their their new loving homes. Oh, my so, God, I love that. Yeah, yeah. She's, and these, she's so, so rescue dogs are dogs that were in um, bad, abusive situations? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so her story, you know, I wish she could actually tell me to, mm-hmm. to hear from her. But right. So what we know is that she was in Tennessee and um, she was tied to a fence. She was abandoned and tied to a fence. So, you know, she had to take care of herself and mm. it's sad. It's heartbreaking. When when we first got her, I have pictures of the first day that we that we got her. Mm-hmm. Her little rib cage was out, you know, she no. was super skinny and super little. So yeah, it was just sad. She's my little baby. But she just she wants to love. She wants to just give out so much love. Mm-hmm. She loves to cuddle. She loves to snuggle. She sleeps all day. (laughs) I love that. It's awesome that it hasn't changed her. Um, I remember 
ironically, I went to Philly to visit a friend. Yeah. Um, he was going to Temple University, and he had an apartment oh, okay. with some friends. Yeah. And they had a rescue dog there. Now, this is like this big bulldog, and he was so cute. Yeah. He had like really light, like beige hair. Um, and you would think like this mm. dog is confident in what it can do and, and right. how, you know, like not afraid. It was petrified of people because yeah. of what it went through. Um, and like you would go by her and she just starts shivering. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. I just want to say hi. And she's just not trusting it. Oh, so I was like, oh my God, what did they do to her? Yeah, like, well, that's that's the reason that I say I wish she could. I wish Ivory could tell me what she's gone through right. because she is afraid of everything, every single thing, oh, you know. No. And she just she finds me if if I'm around, she'll hide behind me, she'll sit <gasps> in my lap, you know. I I feel bad. It's heartbreaking to see. Um, it really is. It's just sad. She has a uh, a lot of things that she has to overcome but I think that also takes time you know yeah. it's time will heal everything right. but she definitely has PTSD for <gasps> sure she sees certain things and reacts a certain way um, no. yeah I just I feel bad it's heartbreaking I want her to, to to like you know to go up to people and she's not that kind of dog like she oh pulls really up right behind me yeah Aww. it takes her a little bit to get used to somebody right because she has to make she sure you're safe <laughs> with, with the initial meet she mm-hmm. will she just loves you know mm-hmm. she'll end up being your best friend it just it takes her a little bit to get used to to the situation right <sighs> Aww. she's so cute she's, though she's too cute <laughs> she sounds cute um, she's adorable so <laughs> I'm glad Here you told I us. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're just being mama. It's you're I just know. being mama. That's that's how any mom would be. Yeah. Um, just proud of their little buttercup. So yeah, it's she's normal. An angel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you told us about her story because that that's what I would have asked as well. Um, so, what is your spirit animal? Now that we know what your your maternal animal is which is ivory (laughs) my spirit animal i think i'm definitely a unicorn yeah i try to be as happy as possible Mm -hmm. you know i want to be a positive light for people um i want to be that person that somebody can come to Mm -hmm. to just talk to tell me their story you know i very much when i'm talking to somebody if I'm hearing a story and it's, it's maybe not a good situation for somebody Mm -hmm. else. I try to be almost like my, how my mom is with me to just listen and give the best advice possible. Right. Um, I feel like unicorns are just full of magic and Mm -hmm. that's who I want to be for someone, you know, a, a calm, spiritual, magical ball of happiness. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Well, so, and that could probably be through any animal. Mm-hmm. I just choose a unicorn. Yeah, because they're special. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. They're, they're awesome. Um, yeah. So you're you're obviously an '80s baby. So 
you yeah. must know the legendary movie Legend. Have you ever yes. seen that? Yes. And, you know, the, the unicorn was basically the main character of these, these other characters trying to save because yeah. the unicorn was saving the world. So, listeners, if you haven't watched it, if you want to tap into some old goodies, movies. Get into it. Mm-hmm. Legend <laughs> is it okay that was one of my favorite moves i was afraid though because that devil um <laughs> that... well you know when you're little too your perception of things mm-hmm. is just so different it is it is it's so freaky <laughs> it's, yeah it really is it's crazy when i was little i thought you know, being home in the summertime, that that summertime was a full year. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like to me, you mm-hmm. know, I, and I wish it was now. But I know, it's so <laughs> short. That's so like, true. Are you sure it's only a few months? I had no idea. Right. I really thought that we were off for, I yeah, know. Like, me, are for you, a year, are you sure? summer for a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Okay, so why did you start yoga and is it your therapy? I think so. I definitely think so. Um, you know, I started practicing heavily maybe like a year and a half ago, two years. Mm. So I am a newer yogi, I Mm. think, but you know, thinking back being a dancer and a student, I was doing yoga since I was little, Oh but I just didn't know it. You know, I Mm. was doing these poses and thinking like, oh, I'm just making this up. Like right. there's something in yoga called, um, it's an arm balance called Firefly, mm. where, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm on my hands, my uh-huh. legs come out from okay. the side. So I'm, I'm essentially kind of like in a middle split, but I'm oh, holding my yes. body up. on your elbows. Your, yes. your legs are on yeah. your elbows. Yes. Yeah. And when I, you know, when I was maybe like 10 or 11, I discovered this position in wow. the studio and thought, wow, I just made something up. Like, this is my pose. This is... <laughs> really? <laughs> I am the maker of this pose. And right. then, you know, I, a million years later, as an adult, I, I take hot yoga and they mm. say, okay, get into your firefly position. And I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually, this is a real thing with a name. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was my thing. All right. But I um, went through some uh, traumatic stuff uh a few years ago and my mom is very much into meditating so I started practicing meditation before yoga um so every day I would you know take an hour aside to meditate Mm -hmm. and um and that to me was my therapy and then when I met yoga you know I was taking class in class it became my moving meditation in a way you know go into class and start and, uh, literally feels like two seconds in class, you know, and it's, it's really a 90 minute class in a hundred degree heat, Oh, wow. but it, it goes by that quick. There's a time lapse mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm and enjoying it that much. It's therapeutic and, yeah. you know, I'm meditating at the same time. So I'm just doing all of that in one sitting. Wow. So in yeah. terms of like, your mom exposing you to meditation, was it a practice you guys did when you were very young or was was it only started or birthed after that traumatic situation that you had? It's, it started after 
after what had happened, uh, my mom, you know, she has been meditating pretty much like all her life. She's practicing it. Um, she would say to me, Jolene, just meditate, just meditate for a few minutes a day. And I would always just be like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> how do you, how do you meditate? You lay there. I'm just going to start thinking about a million different things, you know? Right. So I'm not really calming my, my body and soul. I'm mm -hmm. just thinking until she taught me how to do it. You know, you, you can sit there, close your eyes and just kind of repeat this mantra throughout the process of meditating. So right. I'm not thinking about a million different things. I'm focusing on this one thing, mm -hmm. this one positive thing that I keep on repeating, mm -hmm. um, with your eyes closed, of course. And eventually you get to this place where you're no longer repeating. It's just, oh, it you're, you're like in this practice. moment, in this kind of out of body experience where you're not wow. thinking anymore. Your eyes are closed. You're calm. And you almost in a way feel like you're floating, you know? Wow. And yeah, how long did that take you to get to that point where it was almost an innate thing? Like, okay, you get in your space for meditation and it happens. It took me, it took me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, every day I would kind of increase the time that I would mm -hmm. meditate. Like I started for five minutes one day and then maybe a few days later I would do it for 15. You yeah. know, I started doing these increments because, you know, being new, at meditation and then just trying to lay there for an hour, that's not going to work out. You have mm -hmm. to, I think, start out slow because your head will be in a million different places. It's, you know, it, it takes a little bit to, to start to really concentrate mm -hmm. and then yeah. to no longer have to think about anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. I love I'm it. Excited. It's definitely my go-to, but with, with yoga, you know, you're moving in the space and it does, feels a little bit like a dance class in a way mm. so it's nostalgic to 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 the training as you're, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I love yeah. that. I wish I started practicing years ago, but you know. Yeah, I know. It but was, you can't... It was meant to be to start 2 years ago for whatever reason. Yeah. And like I find I, I come across stories where there's a lot of people that start later on in life like mm -hmm. much older than you and I um like you know, in their fifties and sixties, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so you, you started still pretty early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. I suggest it to anyone, everyone, especially right. if you're going through something, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's a healthy outlet to, right. to tap into. Wow. I love that. Okay, so what is your advice for young aspiring dancers on flexibility? Flexibility, stretch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. I just, I feel like it's simple, you know. Um, I don't think, I, I think it's hard for some people to take that seriously. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to stretch. Right. I'll just get it during class. You know, I think it's it's important to, that's all I ever wanted when I was little. I just wanted my splits, you know? Yeah. So that's... I worked every day and look who got their splits. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just a simple concept. You can do it too. <laughs> stretch. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like to the generation that we're in the youth, the young, the young, youngins or the young ones. Yeah. Um, everything's so instantaneous like right. whereas you know 
when I was young, you as well, I'm sure, um, we had to use um, encyclopedias in order to find the information that we needed. And now it's, it's on a handheld is right. Literally at the tip of your fingers, all this information. So like, you mean to tell me I can't get my flexibility and my splits by the touch of my hand. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Seriously. I can't even imagine life. if, If I grew up with the technology that we have, right? you know, it's, it's you have to work at it mm-hmm, to get it and mm-hmm. if you want it you will put in the effort right to get it right you know I I feel like thinking like looking back I had zero flexibility when I started you know I oh, didn't really so you weren't naturally flexible I I don't think so I remember oh, wow. working really hard to get my splits and then all of a sudden I was Almost way too flexible. You know? I, had to, I had to take it back a notch a little bit because oh, I had wow. to learn how to control it mm-hmm. as well. You and know, the there's strength. you can be flexible and kick your leg to your head, but if you aren't squeezing your knees and pulling up and standing up straight and pointing your foot as hard as you can, you know, it's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. So there's wow. a lot that goes into it, but to get the initial to get flexible just stretch. That's it. I love, All day long, every I day. I love that. You know, I love the fact that you didn't come from a, a naturally flexible background. And I think that should be um, one of your, your motivational teaching points, to be honest, because yeah. usually when um, we see people that are like extremely flexible, like you, we, you know, yeah. we call you guys Gumbies. <laughs> We'll just, you know, like, oh, they were born that way, which some kids are, you know, like we'll come in the studio. Kid doesn't know what they're doing in terms of like strength or or placement or anything. But the legs are back there. They're sitting in second and they're like touching and you're like, what? Okay, so you have that. You're not going to have to work. Um, So you assume that, you know, for adults that you see or teachers that you see that, oh, they probably just were very flexible when they were young and they've enhanced their flexibility. But starting from a place where there was zero, that's that's a story and that's a motivating um, pitch there. I would even if you have photos of you back then, you know, trying your straddle or whatever, I'd make a pictorial like collage of like, Hey, you can get it too and start a movement or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Start a movement. Yeah. Start a movement. (laughs) Start unicorn stretching, um, (laughs) daily practice. Flexibility resolution. Right. Yes. See, we're birthing ideas here. We're birthing movements. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into a little bit of the deep stuff. So um, walk us through the day you found out you had cancer. Um, Okay, so... It's hard because it feels like this day, you know, I, it plays in my head every single day. There's not a second where I don't think of it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like burned into my memory. Um, but as much as it feels so vivid and just like yesterday Mm -hmm. that I found out it, 
it was a complete blur in a way. Wow. Um, I had gone, I had had uh, some testing done. I had my biopsy, mm-hmm. um, needle point biopsy in my breast. That was the last test that I did before I found out. Mm-hmm. So the week of Thanksgiving, I was dealing with that and it was a, a heavy wow. week because I was waiting oh. for the results to come back, mm-hmm. you know? So we're, we were with family. I was trying to enjoy my time, but yeah. it just wasn't, it wasn't matching up. So, right. um, the day after Thanksgiving that morning at around eight forty-five is when I got a phone call and the doctor pretty much said, you know, I have news. We have the results. You have breast cancer. And that was pretty much it. They just said it like that. Just. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because there was no, I mean, there was no reason I feel like to fluff the conversation. Right. You know, there, nothing good was coming out of it at mm-hmm. that moment. So they just ripped the Band-Aid right off pretty much. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there was a lot of crying, uh, a lot of fear. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It was it was a crazy day. and We were we were traveling from upstate to come back home. So we were about four hours away with Mm. family with William's parents. And, um, it's just, it was just a crazy day. Wow. And what, um, sobbing all day long for days. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what, um, led you to wanting to get checked out? Like, what was it? Um, well, I, we got married September 7th mm-hmm. and we went on our honeymoon to Turks and Caicos from Ooh. October 5th mm-hmm. through the 15th, mm-hmm. October 8th. And the only reason that I know this date, I'm not good with dates, even though it seems like right now, oh, right. <laughs> I just, you know you got- what, when specific big things I Mm -hmm. remember those dates yeah you know and this was a pretty big deal but October 8th was the only day that we did not go out um on our honeymoon we stayed in the resort room the whole entire day because I was in the shower I I don't know if I lifted my arm um to shave but I lifted my arm or maybe I was just like feeling around, like just washing and I found the lump. Oh, wow. And, um, just looking back, I remember, you know, I took pictures of the food that we did for, um, not for takeout, the room service. And I took pictures that day and it was marked October 8th. And that's why I remember Oh yeah. that day, of, you know, the pictures of the salad or whatever that we, that we right. ordered. Um, so I found it. Wow. Long story short, I found it. I found the lump in, in the shower. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking down, lifting my arm, putting my arm down. And I saw sort of um, an inversion right above wow. my nipple because that's where the lump was. It was about mm-hmm. two centimeters. So when you have something in your breast and you move around, it becomes kind of like this like wave. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I could see it. I could feel it. And I thought to myself, I had just gotten over my period. So I thought... Well, maybe, like maybe they're just glands. Maybe yeah. I'm swollen. <laughs> so then I started feeling around more and I was feeling for other glands, but nothing felt like this. Mm. You know, it was, it was pretty big. Right. And, um, I came out of the shower and we were just, we were just devastated. Yeah. 
I just, I think in the beginning, I always had a feeling in the back of my mind that it, it wasn't, this wasn't a good feeling, you know, oh, just, it wow. always felt like this like negative energy mm-hmm. in my body. Oh. And you're, yeah. you're be, you being, um, an in tune person, that's probably what was, um, warning you or alarming you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, as scared as we were, I don't know how I put it in the back of my mind to, to enjoy the rest of our honeymoon. But I said, William and I had talked and we said, you know, we're here on the honeymoon. I didn't want to ruin the time that we had. We had so many days left. Yeah. There was nothing I could do in that moment. So Mm -hmm. I just put it aside, enjoyed our time. And then, you know, we came home and got the ball rolling for the, for the doctor's appointments. And we, you know, I started right away and thank God because early detection really helps. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the difference Mm -hmm. in, in saving your own life. You know, you have to be your, your own advocate. Absolutely. I think so many people are just, it's that fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. or hearing something bad from your doctor that stops people from actually going. Absolutely. That's me. (laughs) I know. And I know so many people and I would probably be in the same situation. Um, you know, I talked to my, I talk to my parents pretty much every day. Mm Um, and we were chatting with them on the honeymoon and that was the one thing that I did not talk to my parents about because I didn't want them freaking out. I didn't want their stress and anxiety about the lump that I found in my breast to mm-hmm. bring me down. So right. I, it was just something that William and I had talked about and mm-hmm. nobody else knew until a few appointments in when we got wow. back home. Yeah. And what stage, um, was the cancer and, um, what kind? Um, cause I, I did, um, last week, um, actually the episode that is going to be before this episode. So the last uh, episode, um, with my friend Jalila, uh, she, that was, also, um, that was the page that you sent me. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. 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 That's, that's my girlfriend. Um, she lives yeah. in Dubai. She, um, it's like a physical trainer and, oh, um, okay. does, um, you know that bar movement, bar training yeah, movement. I do, yeah, yeah. So like she, the bar method. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm, the bar method. So she's there doing that. She's been there for oh, five wow. years. Yeah. So she was saying hers um, is associated with the hormones. So she has like hormonal um, breast cancer. Yes. Yeah. That's that was mine too. Um, the full name is invasive ductal carcinoma, mm. um, and that's estrogen and progesterone positive so er pr positive Mm -hmm. and her two negative i don't know what the last part means i probably should but you know Mm -hmm. you go to all of these doctor appointments and Mm -hmm. they they throw so much information at you and i'm not a doctor myself so i don't understand medical terms it's just a lot it's overwhelming at times Mm -hmm. but it's invasive invasive ductal carcinoma it feeds off of the cancer feeds off of those hormones. Right. Wow. Um, and that was stage one A. Okay. So That's good. Early treatable. Mm-hmm. You know, I I met people when I was first diagnosed, and I would tell them, 
you know, it's, it's this, that stage one a, and so many people were like, ah, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Got it. You caught it early. And it would make me feel like, why are you minimizing, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. blow this thing up. Yes. It's stage one a, but it's still stage one. A. You know, it's right. Still, it's still a stage here, <laughs> breast cancer. And mm-hmm. that doesn't change. Right your association with that, you know, nobody right. wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. It could have been stage zero, like not even right. like almost there. And it's still a thing, you right. know? Yeah. And yeah. It's just, it's, it's been devastating. It's mm-hmm. been this emotional roller coaster that Absolutely. we have been living with, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like not a day has gone by since the wedding that we have actually been able to enjoy each other as a married couple. You know, it's, it's boom, boom, boom is kind of how it happened. You know, and just looking back, I think it happened one month and a day from getting married, Mm -hmm. you know, imagine planning a wedding and, and living my life on the day of the wedding and knowing all of this, you know, right. it all happens for a reason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. God didn't want to give me that information for that, that mm-hmm. joyous event, nope. you know? Nope. And, um, so, he sent you a partner to, as a helpmate to yeah. help you through this time as well. Right. So, um, like, um, one of my, when I was dealing with, with my, um, surgery and, you know, cancer scare and all that, um, one of my eighth grade teachers, I was confiding in her and she was saying, you know, God will send you somebody so Mm -hmm. you won't be alone. And, and I was just like, wow, that's powerful. Like, yeah. Um, I never thought about it like that, you know, cause you start to feel alone, even though people yeah. are there, you're just like, you know, why am I going through all of this? Why am I doing all of these things? I know it was just, it was just very traumatizing. Like I, I'm, I'm very, you know, happy and grateful that it didn't turn out to be anything malignant. Um, I know. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but that I can sympathize with you in the lead up to yeah. all of that. That is a crazy head trip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's excruciating. Oh, it's, it's, it's very scary. Like, yeah. And then it, it's still almost today doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at myself in the video and I see, I see my scalp, you know, right, it's like this right. round head. And <laughs> you it's have a good still, head, though. <laughs> you know, I go like this, and I have my incision from the lymph nodes, and it, it's still, oh, none man. of this feels like real life. Right, right. As it's, crazy as that sounds, I you know. know. It's, it's like, it's almost, I know, when, <laughs> it's so funny, like, um, I said in the podcast prior, um, like the doctor would be like, oh, you know, the incision looks good. You want to see it? And I yeah. was like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's not my body. Why would I want to see it? You know, like right. almost like you're, you're, you've subtracted yourself from the equation. Yeah. I know. It's almost, I think, it, I think maybe your mind does that too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for I was, a reason, you know, that's like, that's like your own little protection. Right. In right. a sense. And it's, it's just crazy. So, yeah. um, I definitely want to share scar stories with you. Um, yeah. this is going to be like, I guess my new thing that I do with, um, <laughs> you know, survivors of any, any, um, very, um, life-threatening dis-ease in the body, dis-ease. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, now having these physical scars, mm-hmm. um, how has that manifested or enhanced the internal scars within so think of like things that, you know, especially as women that we are already very hyperly critical of uh-huh. um, just naturally and now having the physical surgical scars, how that enhances those noises and ideologies and imagery and um, self deprivation. Yeah. I, well, I feel like in a way it makes me feel empowered Mm. in a sense because I, you know, I have an incision on my nipple and it's beautiful. I mean, the surgeon (laughs) could not have been more steady. It's really at this point, you almost can't see it. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's just. That's awesome. Around my nipple. You know, like I can see it. I can feel the scar tissue. It's hard Mm -hmm. in that area. Yeah, yeah. But just looking down, that, you can't even see it. And looking at my arm, you know, I dealt a lot with with something called webbing. I had this auxiliary webbing because I had lymph nodes removed. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, they, uh, cording it's called, I'm sorry. And it looks like I had these like cords, these hard cords going through. Um, I don't know. It just makes me feel like bionic. Oh, like did I actually, (laughs) I, did I, I I actually had my first surgery a few months ago in my whole entire life. And this is a a scar to prove it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not so bad. It's not bad at all. That's hard part. Yeah, how did I get through this all is mm-hmm. what I keep on thinking. You know, I, I've made it this far. I'm almost there. Right. And wow. that was really difficult, but somehow I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I made it through. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I think it, you know, they, it goes hand in hand. It's just helped in a way. You know, I dealt a lot too with, with something called the seroma, um, just this like fluid buildup. So I was dealing more mm. with that. I felt like than the actual hurt from, right. from the surgery, you know, okay. just fluid buildup and getting that drained and having to go into the city and, you know, needles this big. And oh, wow. Of they course I documented my you? whole journey and girl, I have pictures of these filled up <laughs> syringes. What? Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh. You've got to share that one day. I mean, when you're yeah, ready. it's when... pretty disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> that's terrible. And that's, like, part yeah. of the healing process. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's it's incredible what we go through as women. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> and just how so your much. body reacts to mm-hmm. a situation. Right. How it recovers and everything. Um, 
like I would always tell my mom I'm like I feel like today's a good day like I feel my stomach fusing together yeah yeah because I you know what is your what is yours like where um mine is is awful it looks so really so yeah I probably have more um emotionally to deal with um yeah so I'll show you so I have the the silicone on it now, but um, oh wow, it's very. What is long. that for? It's it's supposed to be to minimize the scar. It oh. hasn't been working for me because um, I you know I have melanin, a lot of melanin in my skin. So melanated oh. people like tend to keloid. Okay. It's like part of the healing process. So you know it's like a bubble. Oh, wow. You know, and also there's like some lump here that I, after the Rona situation is done, I'm going to go to a plastic surgeon and, and they they recommended me to go to to see, I guess oh it my was gosh. like sutures that were, um, may not have dissolved. So it's like yeah. a lump or whatever. So it's been pushing out. Yeah, it's been pushing out and like it was hurting a lot, like. This week oh, has I been good. Yeah. This week has been good. Like when I was teaching. But yeah. um, prior to that, I, it, it would like just, I don't know, I guess the pressure of it would pull. And yeah. I would like feel a little bit of pain from it. So, but yeah, mine's is hideous. I mean, he did a good job. It was like a nice straight line. And, yeah. You know, you know I, I don't think it's hideous. I have to just jump in. I feel like, you know, <laughs> scars tell a story. Thank you. I and mean, it's not your whole story. It's just a sentence in this right. chapter. But, you know. Well, it, it, it also. If it means anything, I don't think it's. I think in your mind it's. Yeah, of course. you like, I'm going to be my worse. worst critic. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, like people look and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. But I'm just like, um, like, you know, wearing certain things. Yeah. I just feel like. I, I can't hide my story. It's like right. open to the world. That's the only yeah. thing with, you know, scars like of my magnitude. Um, yeah. It's it's something that reveals itself that you right. went through rather than, you know, when I'm in a trusted space, I might reveal this. I might not, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just... And it's painful. It's painful for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not. It's not easy yeah. looking at it. It's yeah. a it's a daily reminder right. too. Right. You know, exactly. Something that you've had to deal with. It reminds you every day exactly. of the pain and the hurt and your the unknown and all exactly. of these appointments that you've had to do. Right. You know, um, my worst experience, and and I want you to share your worst like um, testing and prodding and and poking or whatever. Oh my God. I've had, I've had, I have so many stories. (laughs) Really? Oh my God. Tell, tell. Oh, it's been nonstop. (laughs) It's well, you know, the first testing was an ultrasound and that doctor came in, had the worst social skills ever came in and said, it's not a cyst, you know, and that led me to the sobbing, like, that's all you're going to say, it's right. not a cyst, so what else is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I had 
the needle point biopsy and I have this thing with numbing agents and Novocaine and whatever else, you know, like I feel everything. I don't know if I metabolize it quicker, but if you are numbing me, I can feel what you're doing. So you got to numb me more. So I, that was excruciating to go deal with that. I felt like they were, they were essentially scraping tissue out of my breast. Oh, and I, no. Three people holding me upside down. I felt what you were doing, you know, so I'm screaming in that situation. Oh, and my gosh. Yeah, I just, I feel like I'm, like, just more sensitive. Yeah, some people are. everything. Mm-hmm. Some people are. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's just been, with the seroma, you know, I'm numb, but I, I still feel it. I mm-hmm. still, I can feel what you're doing when you're draining me. It's just been something every day it's been quite a journey (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I just I I I was getting tired of just all the poking at some point yeah and um my most traumatic episode was at um for the the MRI I thought I was in a tomb and I was buried alive. Like, and I didn't even yeah. think that would ever be me. Like, I'm like, oh, I can do that. I was dying in there. And I think maybe it was just the thoughts of like, yeah. I'm going to die. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm, you know, this is the precursor or the, pre, you know, of what yeah. is going to be happening. Oh my. And then that thumping. The noise. I know. <sighs> that is not cool. Yeah, I had my my MRI during the day that I had to have my um oh my god the mammogram I was, I was gonna say what's the test with the breast where they like squeeze it oh yes so yes. I, oh. I had my my MRI the day of the the mammograms and mm-hmm. I had to go into so many different positions they're taking you know I think a total it's over like five thousand pictures in these. Yeah, so I think the, the mammogram definitely was was way more than my MRI. That's why the, the mammogram was essentially more painful. Right, and, and they know. smush it. They smush it like yeah. a sandwich, right? Yeah, they pull oh, on it, they smush it. They've got to find a better way. Like, I, my, no. my bumps and hairs are like raising right yeah. now like they they it's it's 2020 like they need to find something better than a smush like and if you're not big you know how do they right they, they make it work somehow because they definitely pull yeah. you and squeeze you and oh but apparently that's that's like it that catches the most you know it takes the best pictures right and, yeah I guess because they're thinning, so, it, thinning yeah. everything out. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. That yeah. that was um, an experience. <laughs> yeah, definitely was. <laughs> so so I appreciate that. But we have a few more questions. We are not done. Um, so we jumped into that. So. Is a woman's hair her crown? Um, I mean, I feel like depending on the way you look at it, it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because I feel like 
when I had to shave my head, I did the buzz cut. It was, I was emotional all day, you know, then I, I did that and I came home and that to me almost was empowering in a mm. sense because I, losing my hair was just terrible. It was, yeah. it caused me so much anxiety and so <sighs> much extra stress. And I felt like I had enough on my plate right. at that point. I almost, in a sense, took control that day. Mm-hmm. I was going to be in control of what was going on, and I'm going to shave it all off and not have to see it anymore, right. you know? So it was almost shedding, shedding this layer, and um, and I feel like the chemo is going to be out of me soon, and it's just a new season to mm-hmm. start new in mm-hmm. a way. Right. You know, we're going to, we're going to move into a new apartment. My hair is going to grow back. It's springtime. Yeah. Things are budding and things are coming into bloom and Mm -hmm. it's almost going to be this, this new version of me. You know, I, I cut it off. That's in the past and Mm now I'm moving forward. Wow. I love that. In a way. Yeah. I love that. And so in terms of an update, you are all in the clear now. Um, well, you know, they wanted to give me a month off from the chemo and mm-hmm. I'm stepping into a new stage in this process and we'll be doing the radiation. Oh, so you didn't do radiation first. You did chemo no. first? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The chemo first, going to let my body heal from mm-hmm. everything that's been going on. Right. Pick myself back up and then start a new journey. Yes. And yeah. are, you, are you doing any um, hormone therapy? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a little nervous about that. Yeah. Are, that starts in, uh, I don't know when that starts. I don't have a tentative date, but mm-hmm. the radiation is four weeks every mm-hmm. day, Monday through Friday. And then um, I guess I start the hormonal therapy after that. Wow. And is that yeah. delaying any of your... Um, any of your your plans for um, having a baby? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be... Biologically, I won't be able to carry. I think, the, you know, the we opted... <clears throat> we, we were given choices. Right. You know, um, <clears throat> do I want to freeze go through that process of having to give myself a needle every mm-hmm. day. And that's an emotional thing to go yeah. through. And I had just found out that I had to do chemo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given all of these factors, you know, I'm 39. Mm-hmm. Do I want to stress myself out? You know, as much as I, it's, it's just hard. Do, right. Am I being selfish by not saving my eggs? Right. It was, uh, it was just a lot, you know, I had, I have all of these appointments and I was trying to justify it to myself and to mm. everyone else. As much as I want to have a baby, I don't think I want to put myself through that emotional thing of mm. saving my eggs. It's, it's, it was just a hard balance. Right, you know? So right. I didn't do it, you know, so I don't, I, I that's going to put that on hold, but nope. I feel like. You know, there has to be a silver lining for me after all of this. Maybe I'm meant to, you know, I want to be a mom, obviously. I've Mm -hmm. always wanted to be a mom. And it's just, I don't think it's in my cards right now. Mm -hmm. But I think one day 
maybe it will be, maybe yeah. I'll adopt, yeah. you know, and just like, just like I saved Ivory or maybe she saved me in Aww. a sense, you know, we'll be able to do something even greater. Well, good for you for choosing something, um, that you and your husband feel was right for you and essentially yeah. obviously you it's your body it's your experience you have to go through all of that so yeah I, I commend you on making that which I know was not an easy decision but yeah. it's necessary you want to live the life you want to live and right. um this is these are the steps this is the beginning yeah. and you're absolutely right and I'm gonna um send you on on the gram um this youtuber that I follow and I don't have kids yet but like yeah I'm obsessed with her she's like yeah. so awesome she she's adopted like um I think it's four or five kids because there's a boy there's a two oh girls. my god yeah five kids um and she's an awesome mom and, and oh, wow. so caring. And I don't know, I just feel like it will give you a lot of um, inspiration during yeah. this time. And I just I just watch it because she, she's very inspiring and, and just pleasant. Like, it, it's almost like I feel... I feel energy and, and yeah. therapeutic watching her like, oh, come with me and what we eat in a day or hair tutorials and... Right. Um, awesome awesome and yeah. she has um three of the kids are are black she her she's white her husband is filipino uh three of her adopted kids are white and two of her adopted no two of her adopted kids are white and three are, are black so it's like Aww. this big blended family of yeah. different cultures and experiences and oh, that's she's amazing. like very sensitive um about you know each culture and right exposing them and she's she's awesome she's doing a great job and even Aww. just sharing her life her awesome life with the world it's just really awesome that's amazing yeah you know I don't think I don't I feel like adopted or parents that adopt don't mm -hmm. get enough credit and maybe I'm sensitive yeah. to that because I want to do that one right. day it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow to say out loud mm -hmm. to somebody who didn't know. Right. Now I won't be able to have kids right. biologically, but there's another outlet. You mm -hmm. can do it other ways. Exactly. You know? There's surrogacy too. You can do that yeah. with someone else's egg. And, yeah. um, you know, if your husband would like his own biological child, you know, there's, there's definitely other options that you yeah. can um, do. And she talks about the adoption journey a lot too so it would be good just for food for thought for yeah. you for the future um and you see like the emotional ups and downs I think she lost a kid or two um through wow. the process of yeah. you know because they have a lot of kids coming in now they've closed right. their home but like it would be like a holding home for you know kids passing through and if it was a good fit yeah. you know they would want to adopt but right but yeah, I'll definitely send that to you because yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I don't even know her name. I just watch her, but I, I will send yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, okay, we talked about the surgical scar already. Um, walk us through your wedding um, day. It says dance here by accident, but walk us through oh, your wedding day and all the feels of that day. Uh, it 
see my face right now. Oh. <laughs> That's how I... You're glowing. She's glowing, everybody. <laughs> this is how I was all day long, massaging my cheeks, really? smiling all day. Yeah, oh, I was... Good. You know, I woke up, I did a yoga flow. Um, it was just a magical feeling, a feeling that, oh. like I said in the beginning, I look at pictures to to feel that those feelings again. Mm-hmm. It was just happiness you know I was finally marrying my my best friend you know Mm. so I woke up that morning I did a yoga flow I felt good I got my makeup done and that's when my stomach started to turn I have panic disorder so I have anxiety lots of anxiety and um, I just got I was just nervous to I think be in front of people for Mm -hmm. people to see me in that moment Um, and it was emotional because I was finally getting married so of course I was crying internally and then it started coming out and I thought, I don't want to ruin my face. So oh. I got to like, I have to like learn how to like suck it back in somehow. Oh. Um, and the vows were funny. I feel like we messed up a little bit because mm-hmm. of nerves, but yeah. it was just happiness all day long. Oh, I, I yeah, saw. It was just, everything was perfect. You know, oh, I love that. I saw like um, pictures of your bridal shower and yeah. the unicorn and rainbow theme. Loved, yeah, obsessed. <laughs> the most magical day. That was that was another great day. Oh, but for the wedding, I wanted to tone back the unicorn. Right. No. I was like, oh, I want them to hang from the ceiling. Ah! Like tone it down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, I feel heads you. Coming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was the shower. That was my day, and that's yeah. when we, we broke it out. Oh, I love that. <laughs> no, but it was elegant too. It wasn't like yeah. tacky, you know. Yes, and yeah. It could be tacky, yeah. but it wasn't tacky at all. It looked very elegant and Thank sweet you. and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, go JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, any advice on quarantine mental health and wellness at this time? Um, and I guess for you, it'd be even more magnified because of, you yeah. know, you're going through a lot um, of stuff. Um, I mean, if anyone has advice for me, I would love to hear it. <laughs> but... I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to stay calm, cool and collected Mm -hmm. and not have my moments of, I feel like I am in prison looking out the window. Like I I can see outside, but I can't really go out there. Right, right. When I have, my mom taught me this thing when, when the negative thoughts come in Mm -hmm. to think of it as like a vacuum or something like sucking up that thought and taking it out of the way. So I constantly in my head, I'm like, zap, zap, zap. That's what I say. Like, like I'm zapping, I'm sucking it. Oh, in. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something scary and negative comes in my head. I think of like vacuuming it out, oh, like get out of my thoughts. I don't mm-hmm. want to see you. I don't want to hear you. I love that. Oh. So I have this internal dialogue that's constantly saying zap. <laughs> <laughs> Zapner, Zapner. I yes. love that. Yeah. That's awesome. To get through the day, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. works, and that for me is working right now. So I just I'm trying not to freak out, but right. Okay, so let's see. 
So these are our last questions, and I okay. ask all my guests this, um, especially okay. if they're first-time guests. And this is what I ask them. Um, what advice would you give your 14-year-old self? Oh, man. Um, to just to not take anything for granted, I mm. think. Because today... That's, that's what I think, you know, it's the little things like I've been in pain for months since mm. I've started chemo. And my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is not being in pain. Yeah. So what I've been saying lately is I'm looking forward to having pain free days and mm. I will never take that for granted mm-hmm. for living a pain free life. Right. So I think it's just don't take anything for granted is what I would tell myself because, you know, when you're little, you take advantage of things Mm -hmm. and you don't really, um, you don't, you do, you take things for granted. It's it's the little things, you know, it's, it's, it's having a roof over your head and having food on your plate and Mm -hmm. having parents that love you and will do anything for you. You Mm -hmm. know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's in those moments that I would say like, be a big girl. Look, you know, these, these things should be inspiring to yeah. you. And yeah. The sun mm-hmm. shining. Don't take that for granted. Cause mm-hmm. it's, you know, makes Bye you happy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, enjoy that day and be in that moment. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what is your favorite color? My favorite color is the rainbow. Oh, I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> But out of those colors, I lean more towards the the cool color, the cooler colors. So mm-hmm. I like I like the greens, the blues, love the purples. Green. I love green. Yeah, <laughs> Green's yeah. Like and green. I've I've never been so connected to the color pink, being that that's the color for breast cancer. Pink uh-huh. is my go-to color. My whole entire life, I've like despised the color pink. Like really? it's so girly and it's so pink. But right. yeah, it's it's. It's a favorite now. Oh, I love yeah. that. I feel like I'm like a representative for that color now. Yes. So, are you proud of you? I am. Aww. I've come really far, and uh, and I should be proud. I deserve to be proud Absolutely. of myself. You know, I probably wouldn't have said this years ago, but... Oh, wow. I've been through a lot, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 39. I'm glad to be here. Um, I've had some crazy life experiences that yeah. most people have never even seen or been a part of. And, and here I am, I'm wow. here today, you know, and I Still just, standing. I want to inspire people. I want to inspire people to be positive and mm-hmm. to live a healthy life and to choose to be happy. Right. Wow. I love that. You're still standing. Aw, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how. I don't know right. how I got here, but you're still standing. That's that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Um, and our last question: What advice would you give your future daughter? Because you will be a mother. I'm speaking that into existence. So, Aww, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. What would I give her? Um. I don't even know pretty much everything I just said to be happy, to, to trust your intuition, to chase your dreams, 
to work hard, believe in yourself, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're beautiful and to just be there for others, you know, just to have that compassionate, sensitive side. I think that some people are missing and and lacking and, Mm -hmm. you know, when you talk to those people, you don't really get anything out of them, you know, to just be more in tuned, I think, with your feelings and how other people are feeling around you, you know, because looking at someone, you never know what they've been through, you Mm know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Joe, this has been amazing. I thank you. So let's be a part of it. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I thank you for coming on this journey with me and giving us and yourself an opportunity to reflect and honor yourself. Oh, thank you. This has been so great. Yay. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.